Our Holy Gospel comes from John chapter 6. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following Jesus wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, Jesus asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Jesus was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I am here. They were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. One of my mentors tells a story about a day when he got a knock on his door at home. It was a mom and her eight-year-old daughter who lived a couple of streets over from him. It seems the girl was participating in a fundraiser with her class from school, to support a local animal shelter that helped homeless cats and dogs. And they wondered if he would be willing to donate. Well, this was not a cause that my friend would have normally contributed to, but the girl gave a short, passionate plea, and he wanted to support her enthusiasm as much as anything else. Well, the fundraiser was a bike-a-thon. So on an upcoming Saturday, the kids would ride their bikes around a measured course, and the more miles that each kid rode, the more money he or she would raise. Well, my friend looked at the pledge sheet, 
and he sized up the little girl. She was just this tiny thing, skinny little arms and legs, and he figured that maybe she could ride, what, three, four miles tops? Well, on the pledge sheet, the highest donation recommendation was to do five, $5 per mile ridden. And he figured that would probably equal about a $20 donation, and that seemed good to him, so he checked the $5 box. Well, he kind of forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks later, the girl and her mother were back at his door. The bike-a-thon was over, and she had a certificate from the school showing that she had, in fact, ridden her bike 27 miles. And she was smiling from ear to ear as she informed him that he was on the hook for 135 bucks. Well, my friend laughed as he told the story and how he had underestimated what this little girl was capable of. Well, I guess in a way, Andrew in our gospel lesson made the same mistake in underestimating what a kid was capable of. In the story, Jesus and the disciples are facing a hungry crowd of 5,000 people, and Jesus makes this crazy suggestion that they should figure out how to feed all these hungry people. The disciples panic. Where in the world are they going to find enough food for this many people? Well, Andrew finds a little boy who has five barley loaves and two fish, Andrew sizes up the boy and sizes up his offering of gifts. And he says to Jesus, but what are they with so many people to feed? See, Andrew greatly underestimated what the boy and his gifts were capable of. Actually, Andrew greatly underestimated what the boy and his gifts were capable of once Jesus got involved. We all know how the story goes. When given to Jesus, the boys, five loaves and two fish, end up feeding all 5,000 people, and there are even leftovers. How often are we guilty of underestimating what children and their gifts are capable of? Or guilty of underestimating what Jesus will do with the gifts that we have to share. How often do we size up our gifts and size up Jesus and expect that the four-mile Jesus is going to show up when really the 27-mile Jesus is just waiting to spring into action if only we would share our bread and fish? I don't know if you caught the little verse from our reading from Ephesians this morning. In the NRSV, it says, Now to God, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine, to Him be the glory. God, who is able to far more accomplish more than we could ask or imagine. I mean, what if we actually trusted those words? What if we trusted those words as we daily consider how and where to share our gifts of fish and bread? Last week, 
on Sunday, I went to the dedication to the two-family home built by Habitat in memory of Alan Griffith. One of the new homeowners in the side-by-side -side is a middle-aged woman named Vera. And at the dedication, Vera gave an impassioned speech where we all witnessed what it looks like when someone expects and knows that the 27-mile Jesus is showing up. Vera gave a testimony to the power of God in her life. She stood in front of her new home, a home that she helped to build with her gifts of fish and bread, a home that will transform her life. Vera stepped to the microphone. She gestured to her new home, and she said, Look at what God has done. Look at what God has done indeed. Then Vera proceeded to make her way through a very long list of volunteers and Habitat staff that she had worked alongside with building her home. For each and every person, Vera said, I thank and praise God for... I thank and praise God for, and then she named the person, and she named the gifts that each person brought to the build. The time, the talent, the friendship, the financial support, the dedication, the fish and bread that each person put into the hands of Jesus, and Jesus took all those gifts and built a house. Vera did not underestimate what Jesus could do with everyone's gifts of fish and bread. She knew that the 27-mile Jesus was going to show up. Our God, who accomplishes abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. May we all be more like Vera. When we size up Jesus, may we expect that the 27-mile Jesus is going to take our fish and bread and use them beyond what we could ask or imagine. May we trust that Jesus can take our gifts and feed the multitudes. Since we have come back to in-person worship, we are realizing that we need a few more folks to serve as worship servants, ushers, communion assistants, altar guild. Now, these opportunities to serve really only take one or two hours a month, which may not seem like much, hardly worth your time, right? But when you put that time into the hands of the 27-mile Jesus, when you put that time into the hands of a God who accomplishes far more than we could ask or imagine, the multitudes are fed. For example, when you give your time on the altar guild, you help to set God's table. You help prepare God's meal that will feed the multitudes who gather here for worship. A meal that will sustain people in their faith. A meal that promises the forgiveness of sin. Jesus can take your small gift of time and accomplish this meal of grace for all who are gathered. When you help serve communion, you get to speak God's promises. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. 
The 27-mile Jesus will take your couple of hours of time and intimately invite you to be a vehicle to feed this meal of grace to the multitudes. So if you're wondering how in the world am I going to share my gifts of bread and and fish, why not put your time into the hands of Jesus and help feed the multitude as we come for worship? So however you decide to share your fish and bread, do so with an expectant heart. Don't you underestimate what Jesus can do. In the past, you may have sized up Jesus and expected the four-mile Jesus to not do much. But what if you expected the 27-mile Jesus to accomplish abundantly more than you could ask or imagine? That's the promise, right? So this week, take a risk. Share your fish and bread Put them into the hands of Jesus. But then just be ready. Be ready to exclaim, look what God has done. Amen.